Hi there. Welcome to the Hardy Realty Show. Here on Rome Business Radio, we are broadcasting from our Hardy Realty Studios located on Broad Street in downtown Rome, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio, and our guest today is Sarah Husser from Cancer Navigators. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you. And our Hardy Realty representative is Molly Steves. Hi, Molly. Hey. What's going on? It's a beautiful day in paradise. <laughs> how are things at Hardy? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Blowing, Busy. Blowing and going as always. Absolutely. Um, and of course, we use this platform for Hardy that you so graciously support um, to celebrate the positive work going on in our community, the good things and the good organizations, which is why Cancer Navigators is here. So Sarah, could you please tell us, just give a kind of the broad, broad overview of your organization? Absolutely. Well, Cancer Navigators provides free resources and services to cancer patients in the region, Northwest Georgia, as well as Northeast Alabama. And the services range from we have a counselor on staff, so we do free counseling, uh, transportation to treatments through gas cards or bus vouchers for the Rome City Transit. Um, We distribute medical supplies, that's ostomy supplies, um, as well as um, wigs, caps, hats. We have a weekly support group every Friday at noon that's um, at the Cancer Center. We also um, do retreats. We had our first in-person retreat in July. And um, so we do a variety of services. The liquid nutrition, that's another big need for patients in active treatment. We distribute those as well as work with the food pantry to do referrals for our cancer patients. So we're really a mind, body, and spirit to try to meet them where they are and provide relief and let them focus on just getting well and getting to treatments. Okay, that is a very long, impressive list. <laughs> you sound like you've said it before. Uh, Molly, what is your connection? I'm on the board of Cancer Navigators and uh, support what they do. Um, you know, most of us have been affected by somebody in our lives who oh, yeah. have um, battled cancer. And so it's something that's near and dear to my heart and hearty um, has been a long supporter of Cancer Navigators. Okay, so... Um, Let's kind of dive into the weeds here a little bit. Where, where are you located? We are located on the third floor of the Harbin Clinic Cancer Center. Okay. And how are you funded? You're a nonprofit, but you have some sort of staff partnership. Yes, absolutely. Our um, staff, we are affiliated with Atrium Health Floyd, so they uh, pay for our overhead as well as three staff positions, and then we raise money through donations and fundraisers for all patient care, and our counselor is paid through the donations through the fundraising because it is direct patient care. Okay, so you need, you're not government affiliated, you you get dollars from people and local businesses that support your cause. Correct. Okay, so... That's what you need, right? If we were going to get any message out here today, it's it's uh, help us out. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, do you do you have do you need volunteers? Do, yeah, we okay. we can use volunteers. In fact, with COVID, we had to suspend our um, in person volunteer program, but we are now back to where we could have volunteers come into the office to help answer phones, distribute supplies to patients. Um, we also do fundraisers where we can use volunteers. We'll have our wreath sale and auction coming up in November, so um, we will be uh, promoting it. And we have um, it's it's the community who decorates the wreaths that we're able to sell and then all the funds go to support cancer patients. So with this with this deal with Atrium, like a lot of the dollars go to go to the patient supporting care, most of the dollars. Yes. Yeah. A- absolutely. Um so that's for somebody who's donating. 
that's there's you know it's not going to administrative cost. Uh, uh, yes. Um, yes. So that's a that's a good feeling for the person that we're trying to get to write you a check. <laughs> Absolutely. I can tell them exactly where it goes. And, you know, some people want to support counseling or they want to support the transportation program. So I can tell them with the amount that they give exactly what they're what they're doing, how many gas cards they're distributing. And, and we can really, um, you know, work with them and, and make sure that they are their money's going where they want it to go. And we were chatting just before we got started with with Molly here about covid even though you don't think of COVID and cancer in the same, but it affected budgets and medical care and everything. Can you take us through that kind of putting a crunch on, on, on you guys now? Yes. Back in 2020, the healthcare community had warned us that we, they thought that we would really be busy in 2021 and 2022 because of delayed doctor's appointments. Um, you know, patients not getting in to see their doctors till later, which would result in later stage cancer diagnosis. And then you add in, um, you know, current economic conditions and um, fuel prices. And so we have been busier than ever with referrals and patients. We are seeing over 20 patients some days, and that's just walk-ins coming in to get supplies. Um, That's no phone calls. That's no um, patients with appointments with our service navigator or our counselor. And so we have really been busy, and um, we are so fortunate that um, our supporters um, have been there and helped. Um, The transportation has been the number one need this year. And January through August, we filled 923 requests for transportation assistance, um, which is um, over well over $20,000 to help patients get to treatment. And, and I, I tell people we get to see, you know, the results of their kindness because I, I have seen stage four cancer diagnosis who didn't think they had any hope, didn't know how they were going to get to treatment. And so we have been able to use those dollars to help get them to treatment and have clear scans now. Well, that's the great news, but the the bottom line is that that dollar crunch is real. It is because uh, because put that put that if you could in perspective to previous years, you're like over budget, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 have a wonderful board, and um, I will say that you saying every- that because Molly's here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am speaking the truth. They really they see what our patients' greatest needs are and focus our budget on their greatest needs, which um, the past since COVID, it's really been counseling, transportation, and nutrition. So we have made sure that the the donations have really supported those programs. And the board, every other month when they meet, they have looked at the need as well as the budgets and, and doubled the transportation budget this year because they saw that that's the need. And, um, you know, if, the number one need is getting to those treatments, and that's how we can help patients get there. Well, and you even touched on a couple of things on your on your list off the top, which were interesting to me, interesting to me like counseling. Is that counseling the patient, or are you counseling the families, or both, or because uh, you know? When cancer enters a family, it affects everybody, right? Absolutely. And yeah. it is both. Um, most of the referrals are for the patient. So the healthcare sure. provider will refer the patient for counseling. And then many times when the patient gets in, they see that their their caregiver, um, their loved ones would benefit. So our counselor does can- counsel patients as well as family. Yeah, this may be a... I mean, I know you're not a doctor, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> are we making progress fighting it? Because it's so insidious and been around, and it's so many different kinds of cancer. Are we? Are we? You? You are more plugged into that than I am. Are we? Are we making progress? Are we figuring it out? 
I can tell you that our counselor has been with Cancer Navigators from the beginning. So she has been here for 16 years. And we just had a conversation yesterday about how much progress she has seen in those years. In and treatment and in, in treatment, prevention? Absolutely. In, in treatment specifically, um, I know that they'll our service navigators have both been in the medical field for a while. And they will say, you know, years ago, you would not have thought this person had a chance to survive, but now they do. Or this would have been a stage four cancer diagnosis five years ago, where now it's a stage three. And so I I hear a lot from them about the progress that they've seen just being involved. Well, and it's what's weird is like, you know, when I was a kid, lots of people smoked, less people smoke now, which is a great thing. But it's not, you know, it sometimes it just happens yes. uh, through through no fault of a personal behavior or anything, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's genetics. Uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, in, it's insidious. It's evil. It's, uh, anyway. Uh, but as you t- talked about Molly, it's everybody knows somebody, you know? And, uh, so what is, what is Hardy's connection? Is this part of Hardy helps overall? You guys just want to get involved in the community so much that y'all just do everything you can. Hardy helps has, and, and before they established the term Hardy Helps. Hardy's been a longstanding supporter of Cancer Navigators. Um, we have some folks in our office who have um, been battling um, diagnosis for, for years and have survived. And and many of us have family members as well. So um, it's one of those things that everybody knows somebody. And so we stand behind it. And this last year, I don't know, if, I mean, not to talk about what we did but it was kind of neat some of the numbers when when sarah talks about transportation if you give a gas card how many people or how that helps so the agents last year collected gas cards um, and donated it to cancer navigators so that's something that the community can do too absolutely yes we have and, and we do have some supporters that they'll bring in gas cards you know 25 dollar um, gas cards and then we're able to distribute them to our patients. So oh, so that's how that works. When you say you need gas cards, it's just a debit card for gasoline at whatever station. At, at one of the stations. And we try, you know, to to get, if, if supporters call, we'll say definitely make sure, you know, it's stations that are in this area that sure. are easily accessible for the patients. And then they donate the card. And then what do you do with the card? We distribute it to the patients. Okay. And we are able to um, check and make sure that um, every every patient that's receiving it is in active treatment. They're going to treatments. And so, you know, we do our due diligence um, to make sure that they are going to those that have got treatments. Okay. Do you provide transportation? With, do you provide a driver sometimes if necessary? No, I wish we could. Okay. We do not do a driver. And um, then Rome Transit, we do have some patients that we are able to um, buy them the Rome Transit tickets or the paratransit. And so we work with Rome Transit to help get those patients to treatment. Okay. and that, But that's just one aspect of transportation. Another thing you mentioned, which kind of, kind of just never would have thought of this, wigs. Yes. Um, I mean, that's, I would imagine that's critically important to a cancer patient for uh, you know, self-esteem. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but um, so talk about that process and everything yes. that goes on with that. 
all of our wigs are donated. And um, so it's very interesting because um, the patients who have, you know, fought cancer and are ready to pass on those wigs, it's almost therapeutic for them to come and pass them on to um, cancer patients who need it. So they will bring them in and then our patients will come up. They get to look up, look at them. They try on. Um, we've got mirrors set up and we will even, we have a room that we'll even give them if they want to bring friends or family members in to try on the wigs and make it as festive um, you know, an occasion as as they can, um, a positive one. But it is, I have definitely learned how important, you know, it is. People really um, identify a lot of times with their hair and um, feel like it, it's what helps make them the person they are. And so it is, it, it's wonderful to see the smiles and the joy whenever they find um, the wig that they think is expressive of them. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned nutrition. Yeah, talk to me about that. Yes. Um, many patients in active treatment are struggling to eat. You know, they just there's just really no food um, that they're able to eat, or because of the the treatment can change their you know the taste buds. And so we oh, provide yeah. liquid nutrition. That's like your Ensure, Boost, Equate, Glucerna um, brands. We provide them liquid nutrition so that they can get the nutrients and have those. Um, between their treatments. And so they're able to come up. Um, we're able to do right now. We're able to provide about 24 bottles a month and they can come up and get them every couple of weeks and we'll bring them downstairs. You know, if they're in treatment, don't feel like coming up, we can run them down to them. And that's to help, um, keep them out of the hospital because you don't want to, you know, them to be malnourished and not getting the nutrients and also so that they don't miss treatments. Um, it, it helps them get to that next treatment. And what what is your what is your title at Cancer Navigators, and how long have you been there? It is fundraising and community outreach coordinator, and I've been here four years. It's a mouthful. <laughs> What's the history of Cancer Navigators? Uh, Cancer Navigators was established sixteen years ago, and um, Dr. Matt Mumber is who founded it, and he actually started it with doing retreats, um, and that that was kind of how it started, and then they recognized that transportation was needed and the nutrition and our, our counselor came on um, shortly after that. She and her husband were involved in the founding. And so she started working, doing the counts, the counseling and it has just really evolved um, over the past 16 years um, on what they have seen, what the medical community has seen cancer patients need and where the gap, it was created really to bridge the gap between the medical community and the patient um, because it's very overwhelming, you know, and a lot of patients, you know, they're told they have cancer and then the treatments and it's just very overwhelming. So we try to bridge the gap and um, help them through that process. And so no one journeys through cancer alone was um, the tagline and, and kind of the mission. So this is locally based, always has been, or is this a national thing? Or? Yes, no, we are local. We actually get calls from all over the United States, as well as I get emails from around the world, because there's really no organization like us um, that provides this support. And um, so it was... Um, it was right there in your name, Cancer Navigators. <laughs> ab- absolutely. And um, so we were based in Rome, but we have really expanded Um Chattooga and Polk counties, we have a lot of patients because they're driving to Rome for treatments. And so we're able to help them while they're here, um, as well as Gordon County and um, Bartow County. And then we do have a lot of patients coming over from Center, Alabama. And so really our service area has expanded a lot the past 16 years. What is your background? You said you've been there four years. What were you doing before then? Well, my degree's in public relations. and From? So 
University of Georgia. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> and so I um, have worked at two chambers of commerce. I have been in the chamber world and then for nonprofits. So I actually, before I came to Cancer Navigators, I was um, working at a chamber. Are you from Rome originally? I'm from Calhoun. Oh, okay. A suburb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I moved here almost 14 years ago. Okay. So, well, you're one of us now. Uh, some of us were born in our Murchie. Um, so what, what, what do you need from our listeners? What's, what's the most pressing need? Well, I say number one is to spread the word about us because we do not want anyone to think that there's no one there, that they can't get to treatments that, you know, that their situation is hopeless. And so I tell everyone, the number one need is I want every cancer patient to know that we're here. And then they have the option to choose whether to use our services or not. But so they know. Um, So I say spread the word. Um, We've talked about the transportation being our patients number one need this year. And um, that is you can you can do a, do a monetary donation for gas cards or donate um, a gas card. Um, they're easy. You can go to any grocery store and um, buy buy a gas card, and you can do the amount that you wish to do. Um, we suggest $25 just because we break them up in the in- increments of 25 and that's how we distribute them to our patients. Liquid nutrition. Um, the price has definitely increased the past year, um, and we are ordering um, liquid nutrition usually twice a month, but that can be, um, and we usually distribute chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry flavors, and we do high protein and a regular so that our di- diabetic patients have an option and have a lower sugar um, option for them, but you can donate a case of nutrition and um, all that just goes directly to our patients. We're able to just pass it over. And you you were raving about your board a little earlier and obviously Hardy's on there. What other local businesses are represented on your board that you might want to say thanks to? Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I, mean, I don't mean to catch you off guard there, but <laughs> not at all. Um, well, Harbin Clinic, um, we do have a medical oncologist and radiation oncologist on our board. Um, of course, Atrium Health Floyd, we have got um, several representatives from from them um, on our board. Um, Hardy Realty, um, we've got Molly, yeah, Molly um, Mimi from Mel and Mimi. Um, is, yeah, okay. Is is on our board? Um, Ainsley Rice with uh, Rice House. We've got um, we have a CPA, um, JJ um, Walker. Seifert, she is on it, so we have an attorney on our board. So we we try to be pretty well represented. Bad Waters um, is been on our board for years, so we we have a great group that um, is so compassionate and just really wants to help what are, cancer patients. Molly, what are what are the duties of a board member of a nonprofit? What? You, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that, you get together and you, you look at the lay of the land and you say, uh, okay, how can we help? Or? Well, what's fabulous is that Sarah has a great report and there are other folks from um, uh, Atrium that are there that answer questions. Um, but, I mean, this last board meeting, if that's not, you know, what you kind of touched on, looking at the budget and what's been happening with transportation. Right. And so we um, we there was a motion to raise that. Because of um, if you can't get to treatment, then how do you fight? Right. So a lot of folks are coming from, you know, Chattooga County Polk from far away. So we think $25, I mean, how expensive gas is right now. I mean, that that's very helpful. Oh, sure it is. Um, So you operate under the auspices of the board in conjunction with um, 
Give me numbers of patients that are that are that are helped on a daily basis right now with your work. Well, I can tell you annually is about 1500. Really? Absolutely, yes. Wow. Yes. And then um in June alone we had 290 patients come, you know, in and out of our doors. So we really have been averaging um some days 20 25 patients coming in and out. Wow, that's just mind-boggling. Is that have those numbers changed much over the years? You mentioned we're in a little bit of a crunch because coming out of COVID and people pushed to put off health care. Like Molly, you said you put off health care. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, think I might have skipped a dentist appointment. But, um, you know, this is obviously much more serious than that. But how are the numbers year to year to year typically? Are we, are we getting, I guess this goes to the bigger question of if treatment is better, more people are in treatment. Because we're fighting the good fight. Yes. Is that is that a way to say it? A- a- absolutely. And um, now during COVID in 2020, our number went down to like over, a little over 1,300. So we saw a decrease in the number of patients at that time because they were not going to the doctor's appointments and, you know, it, it wasn't as busy. So last year went up to over 1,500. And I would tell you this year, I expect it to be greater based on our numbers. And do we hope that it levels off next year, or is this a new norm? Um, Well, I also like to think that people are hearing about us. You know, even though we've been around for 16 years, um, you know, it's amazing the number of people that you've talked to and they've never heard of Cancer Navigators. So if it means that just more people are learning at, you know, learning about us, then um, it may be the norm. And, And that is our goal because, of course, outreach suffered during COVID. We were not, you know, able to get out and about. There were not the speaking opportunities. And so hopefully we are back out to spread the word to get people um, to to their treatments and know that they that they have someone that can help them. Well, it's interesting. A few minutes ago, I asked, you know, what do you need? And you said you want people to spread the word, which is obviously we hope this podcast helps to do that. But as a nonprofit, you have restrictions to how you can market yourself and 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 best ways to spread the word. So what do you do social media? Do you do advertising? How, you know, we do, do you- have Facebook. Okay. So <laughs> we, we are on Facebook. So you can um, become, become a fan of our page and um, share our posts because we try to put any, any events, anything going on, um, on, on Facebook. Um, we do have our website, um, but we really do rely a lot on, um, you know, word of mouth and um, our, board helping spread the word yeah because um there's really no other way to do it uh, right but what did we do before social media why did <laughs> why didn't we think to invent social media <laughs> wish we had <laughs> uh i mean that, that just seems so simple now right it's yes <laughs> there's a website that connects and you can share and you know but of course then some people use it for other things but um so okay any final thoughts um you need you need people let's you need volunteers sometimes. You want to spread the word. Uh, you need dollars. Um, what else do you need? <laughs> just just people paying attention and helping out the best they can. Ab- absolutely. And just to say thank you, um, we have a wonderful community um, that's very, very supportive. And um, it, it's amazing when patients come to our office. And when you hand somebody 12 liquid nutrition and they're teary-eyed and they just cannot believe that there are people that want to help them. It's moving. I mean, it just really is every single day. 
um, is is amazing and a privilege to get to see these patients and see how they're appreciative they are they are for what you're giving them. So I, I can say I can say all day long how much we appreciate it in our staff, but our patients are absolutely just blown away um, that there are people that want to help them. Well, it's obvious. You know, we can hear in your voice, and I can see the smile on your face. There are, you know, you could be doing PR or a company somewhere, but this is obviously a labor of love. Could you touch on that from your own perspective? Yes. Um, it, it's funny. When I first moved to Rome, I was uh, organizing races. Um, I moved here in 2009 um, when the economy, it was, you know, very difficult time. And so I started organizing races. And the first triathlon I organized was actually to benefit cancer navigators. And so I learned about the organization at that time. Well, um, several years later, I had family members um, diagnosed with cancer. And my mother-in-law was diagnosed with cancer. And my husband actually went with her to her education class. And he came home and he said, do you remember that organization that you did that triathlon for cancer navigators? And I said, yes. And he goes, it's amazing. He said, you should hear what all they do. And um, so whenever this position came available, I had that in the the back of my head. And um, I could remember that coming from him. And uh, then, you know, I did my research before I interviewed and I thought, yes, they are amazing. And and by that time, I had had several people. Um, I'd had an aunt, mother-in-law, sister-in-law, multiple people diagnosed with cancer. And it had really touched me. And um, to think that there are people that could have a treatable cancer that think it's hopeless because they cannot get to treatment is just unfathomable and it shouldn't happen. And so this is a way for me to hopefully help and make sure that every single person has the opportunity to fight and increase their chances of survival. Well, you're a great spokesperson for the organization. It's interesting. He, he said, you should hear everything this organization does. <laughs> and now you, that's you, yeah, you <laughs> tell is, everybody. I know. So it's, it's amazing how it's it just all turned around between it being the first uh, event I organized a, fun, a fundraising event for and then hearing him and being here now. Well, and what are some of the other fundraisers you do and you know, year round and mention the wreath thing again. Yes. So we, um, we have an annual wreath sale and auction that will be November 1st through the 18th. And, um, then we will assume we get wreaths in that people that we can actually give people for them to decorate. So some people just create their own and then some people will come by and get the greenery base from us and create something. And it can be, um, a sports wreath. It can be a holiday wreath. We have no limitations. We've had fishing wreaths, beach wreaths. (laughs) So this is Rome. Of course, you've had fishing rates. Yes, yes. So we, we have had Hunting. all kinds, absolutely. And um, so people interested in decorating can do that, or they can come shopping to purchase a wreath um, for themselves or for someone else. Um, we also have some people that they say they don't need any wreaths, but they actually purchase a wreath and we're able to give it to a cancer patient. So we will pass it on to one of our patients. So that is another way people can shop. If they if they don't need one, uh, we've got a patient that we can um, can give it to. Um in the spring, we have been doing a virtual race. Um, we did the virtual, and then this past year, we added an in-person, just one-mile run-walk. We have a daisy drop every year. It's been held um, the first uh, Sunday in June in conjunction with National Cancer Survivors Day. And so we did that walk prior to the daisy drop, and I think we'll probably do do it again um, next spring. So people can stay tuned for that information. And that's just right downtown, right? Absolutely. And, and drop the daisies off the bridge and... Yes, and it's a, it's a very um, special event and a way to um, 
to honor those um, that have been touched in your life by cancer and recognize them. And then we also are fortunate that we are able to partner with other organizations. Um, We are hoping to be doing a blood drive the end of November, 1st of December, to partner with Blood Assurance, and they are going to donate money to Cancer Navigators. So we will be sharing that information to get people to come out and to to donate blood. And um, then Giving Tuesday, we will definitely um, be doing events on Giving Tuesday, which is the last Tuesday in November. Um, We're looking at doing a gas card collection with some local businesses in town, and they're going to provide discounts to um, people that bring in a gas card to uh, give to Cancer Navigators patients. Wow, a lot going on. It's a busy time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and some of those things are kind of entrenched in the community, like the wreath thing and the daisy drop. So um, anyway, uh, final thoughts. Uh, just um, we'll circle back around to you to get website information, social media information, how people can donate, things like that. Molly, any final thoughts from you as a board member or from the Hardy Helps perspective? Just a thank you to anyone who is considering helping out Cancer Navigators. And final thoughts and website, social media, all that stuff. Yes, well, thank you so much for listening and um, for wanting to help cancer patients in our community. You can visit cancernavigatorsga.org. And then Facebook, it's um, where it's just Cancer Navigators. You can just search uh, Facebook with Cancer Navigators and find us there. And then our phone number is 706-509-5040. And we are located on the third floor of the Harbin Clinic Cancer Center. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners, thank you for listening and plenty of ways to support, but also, you know, pay attention to the fundraising opportunities coming up uh, later this year. So thank you so much. This has been great. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show here on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.